Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Cynthia, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. During the question-and-answer session, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touch-tone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Mark Robinson. Mark, you may begin. Thank you, Cynthia, and uh, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the IndyCar Media Teleconference. As we approach the 2017 Verizon IndyCar Series season finale, the GoPro Grand Prix of Sonoma on September 17th, we're pleased to include on this call the top four drivers in the standings headed to Sonoma Raceway. They are championship leader Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske, second place Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing, third place Elio Castroneves of Team Penske, and fourth place Simon Pagano of Team Penske. We'll have each driver available individually today in approximate 15-minute increments on this call. Let's go ahead and start with Joseph Newgarden. Welcome, Joseph. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're here as well. Uh, obviously, not quite the kind of result you wanted in Sunday's race at Watkins Glen, but yet you still lead the points heading to Sonoma. Does that 18th place finish change your mindset or your approach at all heading to Sonoma? Well, I don't think it will change our mindset um, or the way that we attack the season finale, but, you know, it does create less opportunity um, for error on the event. And I think with the cushion we had before, it did, you know, it did it did create more of an open opportunity for some error during the event, and now it's, it's less. I think the good thing about it is, you know, we can control our own destiny, and, you know, if we win the race, then that basically secures the championship. So it's, it's in our hands to, to make it happen. Uh, in, in, you know, uh, in a, other than us having to go there and rely on other people finishing in a certain position. So that's the most comforting thing to me is that we can control our own destiny. So we'll, we'll just focus on going out, being fast, being good at solving problems and trying to win another IndyCar race. Very good. Very good. Uh, each of the, uh, your three closest competitors who are, will be on the call later, They've all won at Sonoma before. Your best finish so far in five previous races has been sixth place. Uh, what, for you, are the keys to perform well at Sonoma to improve and, and get a better finish and lock up that championship? Well, I think qualifying will be good. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the first things that we need to focus on for the weekend. Uh, it's not the end-all, be-all uh, to start up front, but I think it, it certainly makes your job a lot easier during the weekend when you start towards the front, if not in the very front on the first row, you know, leading the race. That's going to be our main focus to start with. And then after that, we, you know, we need to make sure we stay out of any mayhem, you know, settle in to, to the race. Like every weekend, you know, you never know what can happen at starts of races. And we want to make sure that we get, get out um, comfortably at the start of the race and not get involved in any problems early on. Uh, and then after that, I think it's about, you know, maximizing race pace, which is always difficult at Sonoma just because of the tire degradation. It's, probably the most difficult track we go to for, for looking after the tires during a, a race stint. So being able to do that well over m- multiple stints will, will be about probably the final key for us and, and ho- hopefully helping us secure the championship. Very good, very good. Uh, uh, Cynthia, let's go ahead and, and open it up for questions to, from the media now. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. And once again, if you have a question, please press star, 
Send one on your touchtone phone. And we have a question from Tony Dezino with NBCSports.com. You may begin. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Hey, good, Tony. Good to hear from you, man. Um, likewise. Um, when you look at this race, this is a track where Penske's been traditionally pretty good in the past. How confident are you in like being able to use their setups for the first time as opposed to coming in from a previous team standpoint at this race? Well, I'm happy about the fact that we have a good amount of testing. You know, we'll be testing there this week, and then we have the test on Thursday, which everyone will be a part of. Um, so there's a lot of time. You know, hopefully that, that just means that you know, we have more time to sort through it. Uh, last time I can remember us having that right before a race weekend is, is really Barber, um, at least specifically for a road course where we had a, a test to go through things that had worked previously for Team Penske, and then, you know, I got to feel it myself and, and work on it for a day before we went to the race, and it worked out really well for us in, in that race weekend. So, um, you know, I feel like all year long we've been trying to understand at least me personally, I've been trying to understand what Penske has done in the past and, and how I fit into that equation. And I feel like we've been very good about figuring that out for the most part. You know, sometimes we've been a little bit behind to start a weekend, but for the for the most part, we've been able to catch up when when needed, and and we're there in the end. So uh, I feel good about that, and I definitely feel good about Penske's tradition there, or, or at least their their historical data from there. They seem to have a a fairly good idea of what works around there and what doesn't, and and hopefully that at least makes our problem solving a little bit easier when we show up. Cool. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. And our next question comes from Jenna Fryer with the Associated Press. You may begin. Hi, Joseph. I've got two questions for you. And the first one, I'll segue off of your answer and, and Penske's experience at Sonoma. Um you're going there and basically, uh, I guess it looks like a winner-take-all scenario, and two of your three competitors are Penske teammates with experience there. Um, how, what is your understanding? I, I, know, I know that Penske's been in this position before where more than one driver has raced each other for the title, but as the newcomer, what is your understanding of how it's going to work at Sonoma with three drivers in championship contention? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have some final instructions as we get into the race weekend. You know, we haven't had those talks yet. Um, but normally we get to talk with, with Tim and Roger before the race and, you know, at least have an understanding of where everything's at and how it's transpired up to the race. Um, so once we get deeper into the weekend, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a conversation as a group and, and everyone will, will have an understanding of what, you know, what's expected and what's, you know, what they'd like to see take place. But, you know, everything that I've seen, having been involved with the organization just for a short time uh, this season, is that, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, we're, we're, we're there as a team, we're there as a unit. Um, it doesn't matter who wins the championship, it doesn't matter who wins the race, it just needs to be a Penske car. And, you know, we work as a team, and so if one of us succeeds, we all succeed. So I'm sure the rules will be take care of each other, make sure, you know, you're looking after one another on the racetrack. Uh, you're allowed to fight hard. Uh, fight hard, fight fair, and get the job done. You know, and that's that's normally what the MO is. So I, I don't expect it to be very different, but I'm sure we'll have another talk, like I said, as we get deeper into the weekend. So in the waning laps, if it 
uh, are you as aggressive as you are at Gateway if it's your teammates there? And if it's one of your teammates or both of your teammates, then you can go for the championship? Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to tell right now because I just, it really depends on how the race unfolds. You know, how strong I feel like I am inside the car, how, how strong I feel like we are as a, as a, as a group on the two car, you know, how that relates mm-hmm. to the other guys, how strong they've been in the race. You know, normally I, you sort of decide the, how aggressive you want to be depending on how it's unfolding for the race. And, you know, it's, it's been different for me for different races this year. You know, Pocono and Gateway are the two examples I think I could bring up where my aggression has changed, um, and I've chosen mm-hmm. different aggression levels. And I, I think that will, it will really just depend on how the race is unfolding. You know, hopefully there's, there's not that scenario where, you know, we have to decide on being aggressive or not aggressive. Um, I hope that we're just out front leading and, and we don't have to have that decision. But if it comes down to it and we have a fast car and we're racing our teammates, then, you know, I'm going to race them very hard, and I expect them to race me very hard because, you know, we're all going to go for the championship. Uh, we just want to be, you know, fair and clean about it. Thank you. My, my legitimate second question that I had originally was um, after – Sunday at Watkins Glen, the, the your error. Um, how? What is that like? What you know? What happened made your made your points cushion slip away? Are you hard on yourself after that? I mean, is that something that's difficult to swallow in in the hours to follow? How do you process that? Well, whenever I make an error, I, it, it's always difficult for me. I, you know, I feel like. I'm sure a lot of drivers are, you know, their own worst critics, mm-hmm. but I I never like making a mistake. And so whenever I make a personal mistake that, you know, was just on my own doing, it's it's always hard. On, I'm always hard on myself for, for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a couple of days for me to get over those types of deals. But, um, you know, the good thing is that I normally get focused forward pretty quick. You know, like today, I feel like we, we had a, I had a great day with my engineer just focusing on Sonoma and we've got, you know, a good amount of time to try and work through that and, and get ourselves in a good place. So, you know, I try and move forward pretty quick, but it's always tough. I, I hate making personal errors and, you know, doing that to the team. So uh, it's tough, but, hey, you got to move on pretty fast, and, you know, we got to do it quickly here because the, the final race is coming up. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep, no worries. Thank you. And we ask that you limit yourself to one question per person. Thank you. And our next question comes from David Melchner with Motorsports.com. You may begin. Thanks. Hi, Joseph. Um, hey, David. Looking at uh, you know, looking at how you've uh, been setting up your cars, going back to kind of like TDZ's point, actually. Um, looking at how you've been setting up your uh, cars this year, you, you say that you've had uh, you know times when uh, you and uh, Brian have been kind of like talking about the um, kind of like hybrid uh, setup sometimes, you know, with the, the Penske setup and, you know, some of the things that you bring to the table. Now, you've had, uh, I think, two, maybe three front row starts at Sonoma before when you uh, raced for Ed Carpenter Racing and uh, Sarah Fisher, and, like, you were the uh, you were the main threat to Penske. Does the fact that you have a test with uh, with Penske this week, and also you have the open test on Thursday. Does that give you enough time to come up with the, you know, like the uh, ultimate uh, setup uh, combination between your, what you bring to the table and also what Penske already know about Sonoma? Sorry, that was a long ass question. 
<laughs> no, it's all good. I, I get you. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I really think with the amount of time we have, you know, like I was saying before, the last time we had that opportunity, I think, was Barber. And I got to, you know, pretty much start on what they've used in the past. And then, you know, I, I worked on some things that had worked, worked for me in the past, and we worked that into the setup. And, you know, for the most part, it just didn't translate. So, you know, we at least learned that before the race weekend, and then we could kind of just keep going through, you know, various types of setup work to, to find something perfect for me. And I think we'll be able to do that at Sonoma. I think what's worked best for me is just working – historically on what Penske has done. I think if, if I look at their data and, and look at their experience over weekends with each specific guy and, you know, what they did that worked and what they did that didn't work, I think going through all that and understanding it and just trying to apply it is, has been what's been most successful for me. So, yeah, just working with right. their experiences has generally been the best thing for me this year, and that's probably what we'll do going into Sonoma. Okay, thank you. And our next question comes from Bruce Martin with Auto Week. You may begin. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Hey, good, Bruce. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, should you uh, be able to go off successfully, win the championship, and defeat Scott Dixon, who's become a master at winning championships in this generation, how extra gratifying will that be? Because he really is uh, one of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know... I think it would be hugely successful if we're able to beat Scott. You know, you've you got to feel good about that with how high of a caliber he is. Um, you know, he's just, he's one of the best. And, uh, you know, on that same token, I feel like we have some of the best with, with Simon and, and Will and Elio too. So, you know, it'll be very gratifying, um, you know, hopefully being Scott. And then I, I think the same thing with the other guys in the fight. There's just, there's a lot of good guys that you're going up against. So I, I don't think it's just limited to Scott, but but for sure, you know, trying to beat all those guys and, and hopefully if we're able to do it, it's going to feel great. It's going to be a huge accomplishment for us on, on the two-car side. And I will uh, honor the uh, request for one question only and talk to you later. Thanks. Appreciate it. And our next question comes from Philip Wilson with IndyCar.com. You may begin. Joseph, uh, how you doing? Uh, hey, I'm wondering. You're good. What ways, I'm sorry. I'm wondering in what ways do you think you've evolved as a driver this year? What, what what steps have you taken to put yourself in position to be a champion? Hmm. Well, you know, you're always learning. Um, you know, as evidenced by Watkins Glen. I ho- hope that hopefully that turns into a learning experience for me and not just an error. Um, so I think you're always trying to evolve on, you know, what you do well, what you not do well. You know, what would you do differently? And, uh, hopefully I'm not leaving Sonoma saying, well, I wish I would have done this differently, you know, and, and more so just am happy with how we executed and how we, how we handled things. So, um, you know, I think for me personally, just being more adaptive is, is what's been my biggest growth point this year. You know, being able to adapt to a different environment that works differently than I've experienced in the past, being, being able to adapt to different setups that, you know, aren't, aren't necessarily in my comfort window, um, not something that I've had my personal touch on right from the beginning, which is what I've been used to in the past with the teams I've worked with in the past. Um, so I think just being able to adapt throughout the year has, has probably been my biggest strength and, and growth. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that we continue to grow in that department and, you know, are able to use that going into next year after, after Sonoma this season. Thank you. 
Thanks. And our next question comes from Bill Sessa with that Napa Valley. You may begin. Thank you. Yes, this is Bill Sessa with the Napa Valley Register. A quick question. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage that your closest competitors for the championship are also your teammates? Hmm. That's a great question. Um I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know to be honest with you. I, I feel like uh with the way Team Penske operates, um, you know, it's it's sort of doesn't really matter. I think if if anything, you, you gotta you gotta feel that it's maybe more of an advantage because you're gonna race your teammates hard. I know they're gonna race me very hard, but you know they're gonna try and be as fair as possible with it. So it's, it's very hard racing from my teammates. You know, they're gonna try and beat me just as bad as I'm gonna try and beat them. But you know, there's there's a little bit in, in in the back of the head there that, you know, they want to be as fair as possible. And it doesn't mean they're not going to be hard with the way they race, but you got to think there's going to be a little bit of fairness with it too. So uh, I would say maybe that leans more towards the favorable side, but, you know, at the same time, I, I don't know that it really changes much at the end of the day. Okay, thank you. Thanks. And our next question comes with Edmund Jenks with Motorsports Journal. You may begin. Hi, Joseph. Um, you know, let's be honest. We're looking at about a three points here, whether it's a single point paying race or a, or a double point paying race. It seems to me that having the rest of the field that's in contention be pretty much your teammates, that, you know, a dog pack mentality might be something you need to negotiate. Um, given that uh, it's Sonoma and you're good on roads, um, what do you think you might be talking to Elio and Simon about? Uh, you know, I, I think what, honestly, what the, one of the greatest things about Team Penske is they, they let us race. Uh, they obviously want us to work together. We'll be working together to make the fastest race cars possible. You know, that's that's kind of our first goal when we show up testing this week and when we show up next weekend is just to work together and make faster cars than everybody. If we have the fastest cars in the field, it makes our job way easier when we get to race day because we're just faster than everybody. We don't have to worry about them as much. So we're going to work together as a, as a cohesive unit to start with and trying to get there. Um, but once it comes to the race specifically, you know, Penske, they operate a little different than everyone. And I think it's great for the fans. I think it's great for the integrity of motorsports that they let their guys race. Um, you know, sometimes it, it hasn't worked out in a championship for their team because they do that. But you know, to me, it's it's the coolest situation in motorsports that you have such a powerhouse team that has the best of the best working together, and and they let them go at it and try and get it done on the racetrack. And you know, a lot of times it works out, and there's a couple times it hasn't. But I, I like their approach to that, and I think it's I think it's cool. That's the best the way they operate. Well, best of luck on the slope to Sonoma. Thank you. Appreciate it. And our next question comes from Josh Farmer with VA Pax. May begin. Yes, Joseph, how are you doing today, man? Hey, good. How are you, Josh? Um, pretty good. So um, my question is um, um, kind of piggybacking off of what what Bruce said. Um, what would it mean for you to not to to not only beat Scott Dixon, who's been and arguably the best? best driver for the last 15 years, but what would it also mean to be, to be the top dog at 
at Team Penske, which has been historically the most. Um, well, I, I think I listened. You cut out a little bit on the end of that last question, but I think I got everything. Um, you know, I think for us, if we were able to be the the champion this year, champions um, with the number two car specifically, you know, it feels a little different at Team Penske, just having seen the inner workings of the team and how it operates. Um, you know, it's, it's it seems like it's a line that we put out all the time, but it's really true. When one, when one car wins, we kind of all win. And yes, I'm on the two car and we have specific guys that work on that and feel the pit stop for race weekend. But, you know, all four cars, they all work together. You know, all the guys from the other cars, they work on my car and, and vice versa. And so, you know, everyone in the shop feels, you know, like we won when, when one of the cars does win, whether it's your, your car specifically or not. So I think we'll all feel good about it. You know, I would feel very good about it just having been my first year in the team and, you know, I didn't know how that was going to go. I obviously hoped we'd be in this position, and, and I hope that we're able to win the championship. But I also knew that, you know, maybe that might not be possible with, with the first year and, and what we need to go through and learn together. So I'll feel very good about it personally. I'll be really happy for everyone involved, um, you know, and, and, you know, being able to beat all the guys around us. They're, they're some of the best in the world. So it's, you know, it's always gratifying when you're able to be on the top of that. Okay, um, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Thank you, too. Mm-hmm. And our next question comes from Eric Smith with Racer View Online. You may begin. Hey, Joseph. Um, how I'm, I know you've been with uh, the situation the last couple of years with ECR, but now you've got Tim Sendrick on your pit box. With his experience being kind of in the situation going to Sonoma, how big is that for you as far as your confidence and mentality knowing that Tim, Tim is calling your shots, and he's been in this situation before. You know, Tim gives me confidence every weekend. You know, I feel like I'm always learning something with him around. Um, you know, it's made me up my game as a, as a driver and, you know, probably just as a, as a person in motorsports. You know, he has so much experience, and uh, he brings so much comfort to, to any group, I think, because you feel like he he has his hand on the pulse. Like, he, he knows what to do. He's been there before. He's always thinking about how situations can evolve, how they can change, you know, what, what answers you're going to need to have before, before you actually get into certain situations. So, um, you know, he brings just enormous comfort and confidence, I think. You know, even at Watkins Glen, when it, when it went kind of sideways with, with me making my error on the pit exit, you know, it was just like, he's so calm about it. And, you know, he's not bashing on me. Is everyone he's, here? Uh, he's thinking about, he's I, thinking about, you know, how, how, Hey, Elio, hang on one second. We're live on the teleconference oh, right now. Oh, Ben. I'm sorry. sorry about that. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Hey, Elio. <laughs> hey, Ben. <laughs> it's all good. I think that was the gist of it, though, if, if that works for you on, on Tim. No, that works for me. Thanks, man. Okay, no worries. Elio, you want to chime in on Tim? <laughs> you worked with him. Well, <laughs> with that, uh, I'll step in here. Sorry, we had... We've been uh, having a little technical difficulties getting Elio uh, onto the call here, but he is here now. So, Joseph, we'd like to thank you for your your few minutes of extra time on the call and wish you good luck this weekend or yeah, next no weekend. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joseph. And we'll turn it over now. We'd like to welcome Elio Castroneves onto the call. Good afternoon, Elio. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Uh, we'll go through here quickly and try and catch up. Elio sits third in the championship right now, 22 points behind Joseph Newgarden. 
Elio, obviously you were able to gain some valuable points at Watkins Glen over the weekend. What's your mindset heading to Sonoma? I'm ready. I'm ready to go to Sonoma. We're going to be testing um, uh, Thursday, and then we'll be back next week. So, well, first of all, we're getting ready here for the hurricane, to be honest. Uh, I'm just a little confused go back or not. But uh, other than that, um, championship is on the line. We're, uh, we're really looking forward to it. As I said, um, as I interviewed before, it's, it's a shame, mixed feelings. Obviously, New Garden was uh, with a secure lead and now so close to, uh, to Dixon, but in the same time, opened up a very good chance for me. And um, obviously, I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, to make that up. Very good. Uh, Cynthia, let's go ahead and open it up to questions for the media. And again, we'd like to, uh, if you could limit yourself to one question apiece, please. And once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. And we have a question from Jenna Fryer with the Associated Press. You may begin. Hey, Elio. Um, you just said you were concerned about the hurricane and you didn't know if you were going to go home. So where are you and what are your plans right now? Yeah, that's right. Uh, right now we're uh, a little bit uh, confused. Uh, I mean, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow to Sonoma. My flight's scheduled to come back here on Friday. Um, definitely considering to go straight to Atlanta and um, and wait until you wait by um, and maybe go back here and, and then get ready for uh, Sonoma. But there was a lot of things in planning uh, since uh, we got to leave here on Tuesday or Thursday or um, Wednesday. I wonder if this thing's going to be okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm preparing right now, So, but um, we're going to be ready for uh Whatever whatever happens, uh, we're going to be ready for obviously next week. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And our next question comes from Edwin Jenks with Motorsports Journal. You may begin. Hi, Helio. Um, yeah, going into a good road course uh, finish. Uh, you're only 22 points out. We learned that uh, everything's on the table. Um in fact, I remember two years ago, uh, Scott Dixon had 47 points to make up, somehow uh, rested control and, and uh, won the champion. So it looks like you're easily within the envelope. What are your thoughts going into Sonoma, and what has been your, I guess, uh, biggest concerns about Sonoma as a racetrack? Well, the good news is we do have a very good setup there. Uh, past few years, we've been able to... Um, really show that kind of like uh, performance and um obviously it, as we saw it in in Watkins Glen anything can happen um and uh, so things outside of my control uh, that's something that I that it concerns me sometimes some people you know might not uh, be aware of what's going on and have an opportunity to, to show something, and that those are the things that sometimes uh, you don't have much control. But hopefully, um, at this point, um, there's not much we can do. We just gotta keep bringing what we've been doing the whole season. Uh, we're not here at this position by luck. We're here because we we perform as a team, as a group, everybody uh, in, in a consistent way, in a competitive way, most of the time. And um, 
that's what we're going to have to continue mm-hmm. doing. We're limited to one question, so I guess next person. <laughs> and our next question comes from Philip Wilson with IndyCar.com. You may begin. Hi, Elio. Um, I am wondering, when you're racing Joseph, do you seeing different in him? Do you think of him differently than when you've had to race New Garden in the past years? Uh, no, I, well, certainly knowing him a little bit more, um, from outside, uh, not outside racing, but outside a different team. Now he actually, our teammate, uh, no question, uh, he proved for, for the entire team, and that's why Roger ended up hiring him, um, uh, that, uh, he's here because of his talent. He's able to, uh, show that the entire season, and, and then we can see as a teammate um, what he could brought to the team. Uh, he definitely uh, brought uh, a very competitive edge, uh, which is great. It, at least for me, it keeps me uh, pushing me as always. Uh, as I always say, all my teammates uh, keep me in my uh, light on my feet. So, <laughs> um, and it's great. It's great to to have this situation again. Um, we have a five cars in, in mathematical, uh, sorry, four cars, mathematical conditions to win this championship. And um, but at this point, we just gotta keep being a, a focus a little bit now, since we have our chance, number three, the group number three. We 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 gonna have to to do everything we can to strike. But without forgetting that Team Penske still, uh, the goal is to have the championship for Team Penske. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's see. We'll talk to you. And our next question comes from David Mousher with Motorsport.com. You may begin. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your time, Helio. Uh, wanted to ask uh, how much uh, of a distraction has it been uh, to uh, deal with uh, questions uh, over your future? And, uh, you know, do you feel uh, liberated some way uh, at the thought that this might be your uh, final uh, race on the road course uh, in IndyCars? I have not been a distraction uh, at all. Um, as I as 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 I said before, and as a group, we are focused on the, on each race, and probably that's what keeps me uh, focused and pumped. I'm ready. Um, I, I, I believe I'm uh, experienced enough to be able to uh, separate um, a lot of things, uh, a lot of rumors, a lot of noise. Let's put it this way. Uh, and uh, but Roger, Cindric, and I, uh, we we have an agreement. Um, I enjoy to be part of the team, and um, we're just going to continue our focus on this last race, which is extremely important for, as I said, not only for us. Myself, but most important as well, uh, it's uh, having a championship for the team. And uh, whatever the future happens, um, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to go. And uh, but at this point, uh, I'm really focused on this uh, on this uh, season and this last race uh, of the season. So we're looking forward to whatever happens in the future. Uh, we'll be I'll be happy. 
Okay. Thank you, Heather. You're welcome. And our next question comes from Tony Dizino with NBCSports.com. You may begin. Thanks. Um, Elio, kind of piggybacking off that, how special is the relationship between you and Roger from a, a strategist standpoint since you've had him on, on your box and kind of how describe the competition on the boxes? He's trying to beat Tim and Brian and some of the other guys and <laughs> uh, are also trying to win themselves. It's so funny. Um, uh, this relationship obviously ha- happened with a lot of the, my teammates before. And um, I remember very vividly with Gil, with uh, 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 Sam Hornish, uh, also with uh, Briscoe. So it's uh, it's kind of like a really funny. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm in it. And let me tell you, RP is, is more competitive than anybody in, in this team. Sindrick uh, obviously wants to... Uh, to beat him, and he wants to beat him and Kyle, uh, and uh, I want to be in all of this too as well. So, and you get, I got used to. Uh, Roger gives a very good information um, in the radio, uh, and, and I have to say, uh, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty good. Some people think it's uh, quite a lot of information, but I have to say, sometimes when you focus, you that information is so useful that you don't need to worry about looking in the mirror or things like that. Um, uh, and, and it's very proactive. So uh, over the years, it took, uh, took a little longer. It took a little time as well to understand. But um, once we clicked, it, it, it's, uh, it was really cool. So uh, he's, uh, he's definitely uh, passionate about what he does. And, and that's again, again, every time he's always keeps you um, uh, in control, coaching you well. So it's been, it's been a phenomenal uh, experience. And, and I'm really looking forward to give the championship to him. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up with Elio. Elio, we want to thank you for your time, and again, wish you the best of luck uh, at Sonoma next week. Thanks, guys. All the best. Bye-bye. And now we'll turn it over and welcome to Scott Dixon. Scott, who's the second in the championship, just three points behind Joseph Newgarden. Scott seeking his fifth title, which would leave him behind only A.J. Foyt, who has seven, for the most championships in IndyCar history. Welcome, Scott. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks, Emil. You've been saying for, for a number of weeks that you just, you just wanted to be within striking distance heading into Sonoma, and now that deficit is just the three points, as we just mentioned. It's right where you want to be. How do you feel heading out there next week? Um, yeah, pretty good. You know, it's. Um, I think you'd always prefer to be uh, leading and, and, you know, by a healthy margin, and, um, I think with, you know, the ups and downs and, you know, uh, misfortunes we've had throughout the season, I'm, you know, somewhat surprised in, in uh, you know, that we're still with, in striking distance for the points test. Um, you know, especially with, you know, Texas, um, Indy, uh, Long Beach and, and St. Pete with, uh, you know, we could have had a, a ton more points through those, uh, those four alone. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, makes for an exciting, uh, you know, championship, um, uh, last race, which, you know, what everybody expects, I think, out of the Verizon Cast series and, and how it always is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tight, you know. I think, um, especially for the four of us, and, and then also with uh, with Will, you know, uh, still has a, a very good, you know, very good chance uh, with the double points uh, system.
And we might have lost Mark. One moment, please. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you are using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. And once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. And just a reminder, we ask that you limit your questions to one per person. And we have a question from Josh Farmer with VA PAX. You may begin. Yes, Scott. Um, first off, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, thanks. Michelle? Um, good. Um, so with you only being three points behind Joseph as opposed to being 47 points behind Juan Pablo in 2015, do, um, the, do you feel like you're in in a more relaxed mindset, being that you don't you don't have nearly as much of a point deficit to make up in the last race? Um, no, well, no, I, I definitely don't feel relaxed. I don't feel relaxed in any race. Um, you know, I think um, you know the goal is still the same every time. It's to to win the race first, and you know, ideally, if that happens, it takes care of the rest, uh, especially with you know how how tight. You know the points are between Joseph and I, but um, you know it still shows that obviously that swing is possible, um, and that makes that very eligible for you know four of us that that can have that swing. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say that it that it uh, you know makes me feel any more relaxed or any more confident. There's still a lot on the line, uh, and it and it takes a lot to to beat the competition. You know. Uh, that we have in the Verizon Newcastle series, so um, it's a better position than, than what we were in, in 2015. But um, that that guarantees you, you know, pretty much nothing. So um, you know, it's good to be in the hunt and, and have you know a tight uh, you know uh, gap right there. But you know, we're still going to have to do um, you know our best to, to beat you know uh, four of the closest uh, competitors right now. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And our next question comes from John Sturban with RacingToday.com. You may begin. Thank you. Uh, Scott, the uh, general uh, consensus from most drivers at uh, Watkins Glen is that track was made for Indy cars. But what's the consensus about uh, Sonoma? Is it more technical or Mickey Mouse? Or what, what, how do you go about attacking that place? 
Um, yeah, Sonoma's Sonoma's definitely uh, a difficult place. It's it's quite low grip. Um, you know, the the tyres. You know, last year at least in qualifying, you you pretty much had a one lap window. Um, you know, maybe two if you're lucky. Um, so it's hard to you know get the front tyres in for the first lap. The rears are in, and then you know by the time the fronts come in, the rears are kind of on their way out. So it's uh, it's it's got some pretty uh, interesting low speed corners, especially turn seven. It's very easy to lose you know a ton of lap time in seven, also in nine A and B. Um, so yeah, it's it's a track that uh, you know requires a fair bit of compromise um, because you have some pretty high speed high loading corners, especially on the approach to two. Uh, you know, going through six at the carousel. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it's a very worthy IndyCar circuit. I think it's a fantastic spot for a, you know, a Verizon IndyCar Series championship finale. Uh, especially for spectators too, because it's, it's one of those rare, um, you know, circuits that, you know, from most vantage points, you have a, a very good, uh, you know, visual of being able to see the whole circuit. So, um, yeah, it's, for me, it's it's probably one of the toughest circuits to get right, to be honest, and and uh, you know requires um, a lot of different thinking, I think, on the approach to setup of of what we would typically do at a lot of other tracks. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. And our next question is Edmund Jenks with Motorsports Journal. You may begin. Hey Scott, great explanation about the track. Um, you know, winning a fifth championship. Uh, what does that uh, What does that mean to you? Do you ever think about uh, those types of things? Uh, you know, the history of IndyCar and well, and your very prominent place in it. Um, that means that maybe Tip would hire me again, so that would be a, a good positive. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think um, as I've said before, you know, I think with the stats and. Um, you know, championships, um, you know, it's something to, you know, maybe when you exit, I think you can look back on and, and hopefully you're proud of what you've achieved with, you know, with, with the team, you know, I've been lucky to, to be aligned with for, you know, uh, 16 years plus now. So it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, five sounds great, sounds better than four. So, you know, I'd absolutely love to, to get a fifth championship, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people we have to go through to, to make that possible. But yeah, it's, it, um, you know, when you start to look at those lists and, and you know, how we're approaching, you know, the, the top parts of those lists, um, you know, it's, it feels great. Um, but it's, you know, my focus is, is definitely trying to win the race and, and um, you know, hopefully we can we can look at those later in life. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. And our next question comes from David Malsher with Motorsport.com. You may begin. Hi, Scott. Um, looking at uh, how Penske uh, qualified one, two, three, four last year at Sonoma, and uh, also uh, the fact that they have uh, testing uh, this week, and then they, you know, you all get an open test next week. Um, would you say that? Um, would you say that the fact that three of them are actually going to be squabbling over the title themselves, and one of them just wants to win the race? Would you say that that actually serves as as an advantage uh, for you because they, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to take each other out, but, you know, it could get fairly uh, desperate there. And uh, that may help compensate for the fact that they are traditionally very strong there. Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah, it's definitely a fact that that um, you know it's it's a circuit that they're very good at. Um, yeah, that would be ideal if they could take care of each other, but but um, you know you can't you can't rely on that again. Um, you know we're going to have to you know definitely bring our A game. Um, I know you know when we won in the fifteen, we we had a mishap in qualifying and ended up ninth, and and uh, were able to you know still storm through the field, and and then you know uh, we actually picked up a couple on pit lane, but. The car was very strong. So um, qualifying is important. Doesn't it? Doesn't mean everything, uh, especially with how some of these road courses strategies can play out. Um, you know, as we've seen, you know, every year and and you know uh, this this year as well. So it's um, you know sometimes being the leader and being up front can can um, you know kind of put yourself in, in harm's way. Uh, with with how you know strategy plays, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you know when when you look back at a race after a championship battle like that, you know you can praise somebody for doing the right thing, but but um, that necessarily you know isn't always in their hands. So um, I don't know. That's that's the tough part I think with uh, our sport sometimes is that you know you can have the fastest car and you can have a dominant race and it can and it can be swept away pretty quickly um, but it is what it is and I find you know through the course of a full season it typically evens its its way out and, and um, you know I know in this scenario you, you definitely hope you're not on, on the bad side of receiving something like that but um, yeah I, I don't know I wish I could tell you um, you know that we were going to go there, get pole, lead every lap, and and win the championship and win the race. But you know that's our aim, that's our goal. Um, you know, but reality might be a little bit different. Thank you. Thanks, man. And our next question comes from Bruce Martin with the Auto Week. You may begin. Scott, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, one thing that strikes me is in your most recent championship battles, it's almost like the uh, rest of your competitors, you're already in their head to a degree because of how successful you are in winning championships. Do you feel that is sort of the case this way? Because it seemed like uh, the other drivers talked as much about Scott Dixon after the Watkins Glen race as you did. Um. I don't know. If if it's true that's that's good. Um but you know it's it's um you know, I think it's a it's a team effort, it's you know, a team result. Um, you know, I think Ganassi are very strong at uh these high pressure, you know, coming down to the wire situations and not just for myself but, you know, other championships they've won through the years and you know, I remember being right there for, for many of Dario's too, that that worked out in a similar fashion. Um but yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to hear that. Um, and, you know, for us, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's not necessarily a situation we thrive on. We, we would clearly like to be, you know, many points ahead and not having to worry about the last, uh, last race. And, you know, you can go into the final just having to start or something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't really speak to my competitors on that front or, or hear what they really have to say or, or read up on it. But, um, you know, for us, we just go out there and, and try and get the job done and, you know, uh, treat it as an ordinary race, um, you know, even though there is uh, a lot on the line. And our last question comes from Eric Smith with Race Review Online. You may begin. 
Scott, seeing how this season kind of played out, you know, you've only got the one win but 15 top tens. How important was qualifying at Indy to get that pole, knowing that with double points you finished 32nd, but here you are three points out. How much did earning the pole back in May actually affect to where you are today? Um, well, I think every kind of race has its, you know, obviously has its, um, uh, you know, its, you know, play on, on how the season works out. Um, you know, you can easily say it was double points that we, you know, I think we, we should have had at least a, you know, top five or top ten at Indy, which would have been a lot more points. You know, Texas would have been, you know, we were either going to be first or second there. Um, other places where we could have some victories and, and some other races too where, where, you know, we got crashed out. So it's, 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 I don't know, you know, it's what makes a championship, right? It's, it's the highs, the lows, um, you know, the ups and downs and, and, you know, things that you should have done and shouldn't have done, um, that play out to, to where you are. And you can't rely on, you know, saying, well, if we'd done this and that, you know, it would have been totally different. It's just, you know, we're, uh, we're a strong team, um, you know, I think we came up short on, on many races throughout the season, um, but it's still nice to be in this situation and to know that we're in a situation to try and win the championship. And that's, you know, we, we set two goals every year. First to win the Indy 500, second to win the championship. And, you know, uh, we definitely didn't do the first one, and, and now we're in the hunt for the second, and, and that's what we're going to try to do. But um, I wouldn't single out, you know, uh, you know, Indy Pole as, as you know, um, it is what it is. I've been heard on that side before, and, and, you know, many others have too. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Scott, thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate your time, and good luck next week. Anytime. Everybody have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we'll turn it over to the fourth driver joining the call, and that is our defending Verizon IndyCar Series champion, Simon Pagano. Simon currently sits fourth in the standings, 34 behind, points behind Joseph Newgarden. Welcome, Simon. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, obviously, your situation this year is different from last year. Last year, everyone was chasing you. Now you're chasing a few other guys. So, so what approach, uh, what mindset are you taking into next week? Well, I thought um, we had to give a different show to all of you guys, <laughs> make it more interesting. So we did a complete different way this year. Uh, Joke aside, it's, uh, it's definitely um, a much different situation. Um, quite frankly, we uh, we have nothing to lose, which is a very pleasant position to be in. All we're going to do is, is be aggressive and, and, and go to the front and try to win the race. So um, it's a very simple uh, way to look at it with no much pressure. Um, the goal is just to be uh, the best you can be on that day and, and try to win uh, win the race. Very good. And with that, Cynthia, let's go ahead and open it up to questions from the media. And once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. And our first question comes from Edmund Jenks with Motorsports Journal. You may begin. Hi, Simon. Um Going into uh, Sonoma uh, and knowing that it's, it's somewhat of a difficult track, what are you looking forward to accomplish uh, uh, to, I guess, counteract uh, the 
the uniqueness of Sonoma? What what are you going to be keeping in mind? Hi, Ed. Um, well, I think it's very simple. Again, um, the goal is to repeat what we did last year there and dominate the weekend, which the Penske cars are usually very strong there. So I've got a really strong hope um, and, and leaving, um, leaving Watkins Glen, I felt like... Um, we had a really strong chance to make it happen. So, you know, it's uh, it's like every athlete when it comes to crunch time is being there. You've got to be there at the right time. Um, and that's where the number one team, uh, we're going to have to, um, you know, bring bring our a top A game uh, to the table uh, that weekend. And I'm excited about it. I think it's going <laughs> to be a great show. It's, it's a great venue to, to do it. Um, you know, obviously for the partners of the teams, when you go to Sonoma, uh, there's a lot to do and lots of winery to see and vineyards. So it's a beautiful area to have a, an end of a championship. Thank you, Simon. Thanks, Ed. And our next question comes from Josh Farmer with VA PAX. You may begin. Yes, Simon, first off, how are you doing today? Oh, hi, Josh. How are you? Good. Um, so, um, so this year, with you being in a slightly different um, position as you were last year, um, what do you think is going to be is, is a little bit more challenging? So, fighting with your fighting with three other teammates for the championship, or or just trying to overcome the point deficit and being that you're you're kind of a, you're kind of in a win, winner take all situation. Well, you know, actually, my points deficit on Joseph is less than uh, Will's deficit on me last year. And quite frankly, all it took last year was for me to have the problem Will had for him to win the championship. So it's, I mean, I've, I mean, again, I understand how possible this is. And um, right now, I'm sitting here thinking I've, I've got all the chances in the world to make it happen. So I don't see the points deficit being such an issue. Um, I think. The most important thing is to go into Sonoma very confident um, and, and just simply try to score maximum points. The rest, you can't control. I can't control what Dixon's going to do, what my teammates are going to do. All I can control is me. Um, and, and like I said earlier, is those situations are my favorite. That's, that's when I do my, I do my best. And um, I'm very excited for it. This is, uh, is exactly why I go racing and and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Thank you. Best of luck, Simon. Thank you. And our next question comes from Eric Smith with RacerView Online. You may begin. Hey, Simon. How are you? Eric, good. And you? Good, buddy. Hey, you've got 12 top fives and nobody else is in, has, even has double digits right now. You've completed all 100% of your laps this year, and here you are fourth in the standings. What does that show about how talented and deep this IndyCar field is and how hard it is just to win a championship these days? It's very hard, very hard, and I think it's even harder to repeat, quite frankly. Um, you know, I found myself uh, uh, in a great situation last year with a dominant dominant performance, but uh, repeating is even harder um, just because, you know, you have a baseline of things that worked the year before, and you're hoping it will do the same. But um, but reality is, is you have to adapt to situations. And you know, this year has been a very different year for me. Um, 
which there's no real explanation for it. It's just the way it is. But that's what I found the most challenging thing um, in a, in a, in the next year of a championship. So um, that's where we are. But the championship is, is this year has been very competitive. Um, multiple winners, a lot more winners than usual. Um, a lot of a lot of good luck and bad luck for some. Uh, a lot of good cars as well. Uh, Honda making a jump um, compared to last year in terms of performance. So obviously that tightened the ranks between Chevy and Honda and made uh, made it possible for a lot more drivers to win. So with all that in account, it's uh, it's a much different year uh, with a different uh, different aspect. I'm I'm quite excited about it. I think it's it's fantastic for the show. It's great for the series. I think what the product that we have right now is phenomenal. Um and I think it's it's not the first year that happens, but IndyCar is definitely to me the most exciting sort of racing in the world right now. And our next question comes from Philip Wilson with IndyCar dot com. You may begin. Uh, hi Simon. Uh, hey Phil. I mean I was sure you were you weren't gonna miss it. What's that? I was pretty sure you weren't going to miss this one. No, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I know you worry about yourself and you don't worry about what else anybody else can do, but you do have to take into account the competitive nature of your your competitors, your your other drivers. I mean, how much does recent history enter into your mind in terms of the aggression of New Garden or anybody else, and how much how much aggression will everybody showed going for it to win a championship? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I think all four of us, or even five with Will, everybody's going to have to be very aggressive to uh, to make it work. And quite frankly, um, you know, it's going to be who makes the best decisions. Um, you know, and that's personally without being pretentious that's something that I think I do well so that's why I think my chances to win this championship are very high so um, again I have to go into Sonoma with a lot of confidence um, and that's exactly what I'm going to do just like I did last year and made the best win but um, you know at the end of the day if Fabio wins the race then he's probably going to win the championship if Nigarden wins the race then he's, he's going to win the championship and and so on so at the end of the day, I, want to, I just have to focus the best I can and, and extract the best out of the car all weekend. Um, and like I said earlier, just focus on myself because uh, you can only control what you can control. Um, I, I always say it, I keep saying it, but there's no need to, to, to focus on the others when especially it comes to such a, such a, such a stressful and pressure um, last race. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Thank you, Simon. Thanks, Phil. And our last question comes from David Malsher with Motorsports.com. You may begin. Hi, Simon. Um, Hi, one David. of the uh, one of the curveballs that all the uh, drivers are being thrown this year have been uh, like little tweaks to uh, the Firestone compounds and that kind of thing. Um, I was wondering if uh, Penske in your test this week uh, are going to uh, be able to try the new uh, tyres and also how much uh, bearing do you think adapting to those will have uh, on the, uh, how you all uh, qualify 
uh, next week? Yeah, it's a good question, David. Um, it's going to be a big change for sure. The tires that Firestone's bringing, um, the black tires are different. Um, so my understanding is that the uh, the black the black tires from last year are becoming the red this year, uh, which means the red we had in qualifying last year disappeared. Um, it's a real shame because we yeah. had a fantastic car with it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a real shame for for me, I think, for for my team. But you know what? At the end of the day, we have uh, a lot of testing at Sonoma, and uh, and you know it's actually a good thing because you can't just like I said earlier in the call, I can't go back on the stuff that I learned last year. So we're going to restart from uh, from a blank piece of paper, and I think that's a good thing because then we can focus on what really works with these tires without having any questions on last year. And why was last year so mm. good? So I'm actually happy about that because it's been uh, it's been a tough thing to do this year. Um, just focus on on 17 when 16 was so good and finding why yeah. was was a difficult thing. So um, so I'm quite excited actually that uh, I think it puts um, everybody on the level playing field and uh, and uh, we just have to do the best we can and learn those ties and, and go for it. And will Penske have those tyres in the test this week, or do you have to wait till the open test next week? Uh, I believe we have those tyres, the black tyres at least, but we're not going to test the red tyres until the race weekend. No. So that's the same for everybody. So <clears throat> I do believe we're going to get the proper Sonoma tyres. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you, David. Very good, and, and thank you, also Simon, and, and that will wrap it up for uh, today's IndyCar Media Teleconference. Just a reminder thank that you. a transcript. Oh, thank you, sir, for joining us. Uh, just a reminder that a transcript of the teleconference with all four drivers will be available on the IndyCar Media website, which is media.indycar.com. Within an hour or so of, after the conclusion of this call, the teleconference will also be available on digital tape replay, also approximately one hour after the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-8996, or if you're calling internationally, which is outside of North America, dial plus one, 630-652-3044, and enter passcode 4441-6562. We appreciate you all participating in today's call. Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.